y'all. This is Sloane Spencer, and you found us here at Bubble Bottles, one of our two new podcasts. This is where we chat with music folks about their favorite carbonated beverages. I've got a special guest with me today, somebody who I have been following, literally following at shows around the country (laughs) for several years now and have actually gotten to catch several times. And I guess the plus and the minus of the pandemic is that Betty Sue has done a pretty cool online event that bubbled up during all of this experience as well. Betty Sue is a Texas songwriter involved in a lot of different projects, not only her solo career, but also her trio Nobody's Girl, who has a new album coming, by the way. I'm sure we'll talk about some of that and happens to be a designer of planners. So I am obsessed with planners. And full disclosure, I purchased the planner and I use it regularly. So I don't know if that's really what we were planning to talk about, but I felt like (laughs) I should put that out there. So Betty Sue, welcome to Bubble Bottles. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Mm, My pleasure. So give us a rundown on what you've been doing musically. Well, you know, Nobody's Girl, we released our record a year after we thought we were going to release it because we had planned to go on a big tour in 2020, like so many other people. And of course, that didn't happen. In fact, our 2021 plans got kind of kiboshed by the Delta surge and everything. But but we still got to do our CD release and, you know, got to celebrate it in some cool ways. So that's kind of been the focus for the last few years. Um, I've got some cool projects coming up for 2022 and beyond. I'm talking about making a solo record with Will Sexton, maybe doing a duets record with Michael Fercasso, touring again. So lots of cool stuff to come. That is super exciting. So I've had the pleasure of seeing you as the side player for a number of folks and as solo as well as with the trio. So really, you are an incredibly versatile, not just songwriter, but player and performer as well. Oh, thanks so much. You know, honestly, my very favorite part about making music is collaborating. Singing harmony is really my favorite musical task. So mm. um, so it's been fun to kind of scratch that itch a lot over the years. And I feel really, really lucky to have been able to do it. It, it did make the past year and a half or almost two years now extra hard <laughs> 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 because harmony was like one of the few things we really couldn't do. Right. But I guess it's like absence makes the heart grow fonder. I'm looking forward to doing it even more. And, you know, at least I got to do a lot of harmonies on albums because you can always record separately from each mm-hmm. other. So. You also have been doing a pretty cool online series on your Tuesday evenings. Yeah, yeah. I have a show that was, it wasn't intended to be a live stream. It was intended to be an in-person residency show in Austin called Nobody's Happy Hour. And it was supposed to kick off March of 2020. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, so I had a ton of guests lined up, you know, to come and do the show with me in person. And I was really grateful. Every single one was willing to switch to being an online guest instead. And, you know, I think I took like one month off this summer. And other than Mm -hmm. that, we've gone every single Tuesday since last March and have so many different guests. And it's just been so cool because it's kind of a half song swap show and half kind of an improv show with all these songwritery tasks. And so I I really love it because I feel like I get to show off these like super magical skills that my friends have and the audience (laughs) is always blown away by all of these talented people. So, you know, it's fun to be the person who gets to share them. Absolutely. So I definitely recommend y'all checking it out. It is called Nobody's Happy Hour. If you're not familiar with that very specific Austin experience of a residency, 
when things are good for you to personally make some travel and venues are ready for you, residencies are a really special experience in that Texas music scene in particular. It's not the same as it is in other places, even though other places say they have residencies. There's something special about it. I think you're right. I think you're right. There's kind of a unique cultural phenomenon to the Austin residency. And I think part of it, honestly, is that we have so many venues. Mm. And so, you know, in other markets, you might have a few venues. And so when you have the residency, it's kind of like filler between traveling shows. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I hate to say it that way because I'm not saying they're not special shows. But in Austin, where you are a music destination for people from Mm. all other places, it's like people are really going there, not just to experience, oh, I just want to see some live music or, oh, I want to see this person playing. I mean, those are part of it, but it's also, I want to experience what this whole Austin live music thing is. And so I think in all the residencies, you get kind of that flavor in there. That is a perfect segue into something also, a Texas theme that I didn't really anticipate with bubble bottles. So I don't <laughs> want to steal the thunder too much. So Betty Sue, what's your favorite yeah. carbonated beverage? I'm a fan of almost every carbonated water out there. I'm I'm a big bubbles person. But, you know, this past year and a half, I've fallen in love with this mineral water from Mexico. Uh, the brand is Tehuacan. And they have unflavored version. They've got a lime. They've got a grapefruit. All three of those are delicious. But they also have this tamarind flavor, like tamarindo bubble water. And it is amazing. <laughs> it's so good. Which I don't know if anybody else like me grew up with tamarind candy, which mm, is it's yeah. just the seed of the tamarind fruit coated in like a giant glob of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> so and I like, was going to say it's one of my favorite candies and I'm not a candy person, so that's hilarious. Yeah, it's it's super sour tangy, but obviously sweet because it's this glob of sugar. But I I grew up just loving that. And the amazing thing about this bubble water is that it doesn't have any sweeteners in it, but it somehow conveys both that sweet and sour tanginess of tamarind candy for me. And Ah. I cannot get enough of it. It's so so good. I did do some research and see if I could get this where I currently live. And I'm in South Carolina. And in rural South Carolina, this is not readily available. I can get the unflavored <laughs> one, however. But, but it's magical because to me, so for me, tamarind candy specifically comes from my favorite Indian restaurant locally. And that's, you oh, always get it yeah. there. And so I associate those two things together. So when you mentioned tamarind bubble water, I was like, whoa, mind blown from some... <laughs> Whoa, wait a minute here. So now it's like the mission of as soon as I feel comfortable traveling and I'm able to make that happen, I am driving to Texas so I can get some. (laughs) FYI, it's the one in kind of the peachy gold bottle. I did do my homework for you all. Yeah, yeah. It's got this like kind of mustard yellow label. And I know in Austin, you can get it at Central Market, which is a specialty shop of HEB, which is a big grocery chain in Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can also get it at like there's a a Mexican food meat market like really close to my house called La Michoacana. And I can get it there, too. So I feel extra lucky. (laughs) So brag, brag, brag. I'm so obnoxious. (laughs) 
There is something about bubble water for my Texas musician friends. They're the first folks that told me about Topo Chico before we could get it here. And then when we could get it here, I was like, what is this magic? Because prior to that, we basically had, you know, grocery store off-brand non-flavored seltzer. And we didn't have other options. Right. Well, and, you know, I will say in New England, I'm a big fan of Polar. And part of it is that Topo Chico, Polar, Tehuacan, they're super carbonated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yes. You can't go very far into the bottle before like the deep burps start threatening to come. <laughs> and but let's be honest, it's really satisfying. It's super satisfying. Like any of those three, you could probably leave uncapped on your bedstand. And when you wake <laughs> up, they'd still have bubbles. Like it would totally. still have that like crisp, dry. I mean, to be honest, they're probably not the greatest thing for singing because of that super dry feeling in the mm-hmm. mouth, but you just deal with it because it's so delicious. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So you said that you, you're kind of the uh, connoisseur of a variety of carbonated beverages. I'm, the, what got me into this was when I was in high school, I did my first cross-country tour. That was our whole thing was finding all the weird local carbonated whatevers at the gas station. And I've pretty much been obsessed with this concept ever since. Oh, my gosh. So you all are perfectly located to get a lot of things that maybe are not distributed further because there's enough of a market right there in Texas. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Topo Chico before it was bought by Coca-Cola and stuff. I mean, we in Austin, I mean, I've lived in Austin for about 25 years and I want to say most of that time. We've been pretty familiar with Topo Chico mm-hmm. and and it's been popular. It's true. It's like people would come in from out of town and they'd be like, what is that? And you're like, oh, are you ready for this? <laughs> I, well, I don't know if you're ready for this. So I'll use that one as an example because I'm more familiar with it, but I want to use it as a comparison sake. So like the bubbles in Topo Chico are teeny tiny and there's mm-hmm. a zillion of them. So compared mm-hmm. to like Polar where the bubbles are bigger. (laughs) Yes, I think that's true. So Polar has that same zinginess on the tongue, but the bubbles feel bigger. And Topo, it does have those super tiny bubble feel. I think Tewakan is kind of closer to Topo, but a little bit in between. Uh It still has that kind of tongue attack, but it's not as sharp, but it is uber carbonated. You know, trying to describe a taste with words here is probably a little bit outside of my vocabulary skill set because I'm not a food and bev person. But nonetheless, But it comes from a glacier peak in Mexico, and that's where they bottle it. So is it more minerally, or does the tamarind flavor buffer that? Yeah, I I would say in the unflavored one, you you get more of that minerally flavor. And I think in in the lime, grapefruit, and tamarindo, it's there, but it's, you know, because it has flavoring, you don't, Mm. it's not as prominent, it's not as forward. Now, Mm -hmm. I will say, I have heard tell that Tewakan is available in cans and plastic bottles, but (gasps) I have never had it like that. I've only had it in glass bottles. Oh, okay. So I I am here for the glass bottles for all beverages, folks. And... (laughs) As we know, for those of us who are obsessed with bubble water, the same water in a different delivery is not is different. <laughs> it's different. It totally changes the character of the bubbles, like mm-hmm. how long it stays fizzy, like mm-hmm. all of that stuff changes. So, yeah. So yeah. if you're not an expert yet, trust us on this one. That is absolute fact. <laughs> you <laughs> have to go with the glass insane. bottles. <laughs> and it needs to be really cold. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of really cold, I have not had a Tewakan so cold like you've probably had with a Topo when it's partially frozen. It looks like it's not frozen and then you open it and it slowly starts to freeze. I didn't even know that could happen until I experienced it. It's the coolest thing. It's a little bit scary. 
to me, when it's perfect is like you're several sips in and then you start to notice there's a tiny bit of like ice in there. Mm. But I haven't had that with the Tewakan yet. But that's just because I've been drinking it. Like, I think I discovered Tewakan or, you know, what? actually, you know who told me about it? Now I'm remembering is Rosie Flores. Oh. Rosie Flores told me about Tewakan. She had the unflavored kind at her right? place. And we did like a porch hang early in the pandemic. And that was that was my introduction to it. Now I'm remembering that. Yeah. So um, <laughs> but since since I learned about it, like at the beginning of the pandemic, I've only had it at home, so I haven't had that like freezery thing. So Rosie Flores, for those who don't know, is an absolutely legendary songwriter and performer who, if you get a chance to see, you must, must go to the show. Of course, check out all the online music that's available, but Rosie Flores is Yeah, she's like a guitar goddess, hot picking early. I mean, she was part of that whole like California Americana uh, rockabilly-ish movement with like the Palomino Club and, Mm -hmm. you know, just like that whole thing. And she was the girl who could hang with all the guitar guys. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, she's really cool. And I don't know her personally, but I have met her in a professional setting. And she's also just super cool. So she's super nice. Yeah, (laughs) she's the sweetest. That is the best. I love the connection like that of how, you know, something that seems so simple of a flavored bubble water, you know, is part of that whole experience, especially (laughs) as our experiences have been so strange in the last couple of years. You know, it's like, oh, here's a nice little memory to have. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Rosie. Thank you, Rosie. This is (laughs) awesome. So this is super fun. I'm enjoying learning about a new beverage that I am looking into seeing how I can have it shipped to me because apparently there's Even with non-alcoholic beverages, there are weird rules about what can be shipped and what can't be, which I did not know. I thought that only applied to alcohol across state lines. Oh, my gosh. Beverage distribution is like one of the most confusing things ever. I had no idea. There must just be like crazy lobby money spent by the few distributors. Because think about how many like restaurants our whole lives that were like, why can't you serve this kind of soda? And it's like, well, because we get our soda from this company and the distribution is all locked up. And it's like, it's stupid. It's It's stupid. (laughs) Yeah, it's really, really weird. And I had no idea until I really, truly started looking into all of this. And I was like, wow, so like, I can't get water. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you know what's so funny is I was actually just, my partner, Charlie, and I were talking last night. He was, we were reading these articles about celery soda. Do you know about Mm -hmm. this? And so I I do, but but I don't know where you're going with this story because I got obsessed with this over the pandemic as well. (laughs) And so we were trying to figure out why Dr. Brown's or whatever. Yeah, Dr. Brown's. It's a Dr. Brown's drink. And why he totally associated it with Jewish delis in New York. Yes. We read last night that until the 80s, that was the exclusive distribution point for celery soda. Oh, no, I didn't know that. So I also associate it with that, with Jewish delis in Atlanta, where I'm from. In fact, that was the only place we could get Dr. Brown's, period. Right, Dr. Brown's. I mean, Dr. Brown's in general, like, they had an exclusive distribution deal with like Jewish delis basically until the 80s. So that would be my era. So yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. I did not know that that was part of it. But that is 100% my experience. I'm Now I have to go read more about it. I know. We were like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We were just like freaking out. So you're not the only bubbles nerd. In the- <laughs> oh my God. This just makes my day. This is fantastic. <laughs> I took French in school, which is my biggest regret because it's not nearly as useful as Spanish would have been. So I don't want to butcher the name of this particular beverage. <laughs> would you say it for me again? Oh, sure. Tehuacan. Tehuacan. Tamarindo. 
Look for it if you are able to get it wherever you are. You can find them online. They have a super cute website and great Instagram and just makes me want to be there and enjoying a wonderful, nice, ice cold beverage. <laughs> totally. And, and you know, if you can't find it where you are, just come visit us in Austin. That's right. There's still plenty of fantastic live music to catch. And you absolutely don't want to miss out on that experience. So Betty Sue, not only of your solo work under the name Betty Sue, B-E-T-T-Y-S-O-O.com. You can also be found with your trio at Nobody's Girl. That website is wearenobodiesgirl.com. All right, sweet. Thanks so much for joining us on Bubble Bottles. Y'all check out all of that. If you want to support us, that'd be super cool. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash bubble bottles. Take it easy, y'all. Bubble Bottles is a comedy podcast. We've done slightly less research than your average Wikipedia contributor. We're loose with the facts and your mileage may vary. Thanks to Jacob Fur for our theme music. You can find his catalog at jacobfur.bandcamp.com. That's J-A-C-O-B-F-U-R-R.bandcamp.com. Thanks so much for our graphic design and logo from Keith Brondon. You can find his work at thinkingoutlouddesign.com. Our show notes are crafted by freelance writer April Blake, who you can find at theaprilblake.com. 